This morning, for our passage, we're going to be looking at Psalm 85. Our, our theme for the summer is revive us again. And it comes from verse 6 of this psalm. Where it says, revive us again so that we may rejoice in you. But the thing about Psalm 85 and the thing about that, our theme for the summer is that it's not a theme. It's a prayer. Psalm 85 is a prayer. It's a communal prayer for help. It's a prayer that originated with a group of believers who knew the same God that we know and wrote it down and passed it down to us here today. And so as I read these verses aloud, may we hear not a psalm as we usually think of it, but may we hear a prayer that has been given across the generations for us here today. Lord, you are favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You pardoned all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again so that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him. will make a path for his steps. And God's people said, amen. It's hard for me to come up with adequate words to describe the last few weeks and months. Outside of us in our world, it, it seems like every time we, we turn on the news, every time we hear of a news story, there's something else wrong. Or there's more fighting. There's more reasons for people in our country and in our world to be split apart. It seems like every day, instead of any type of 
solution or a resolution. It's just another reason. And, and every day, at least I felt within me the, the question of if a bridge can ever be found between the sides of any issue. But it's not just outside around us where we can feel the anxiety and questions and see and see so many reasons to think and to name the brokenness of the world. It's also so close at hand. One of my greatest honors and privileges as a pastor at this church is to know how to be in prayer for our church. To know the joys and the weights that are carried. And to be able to lift those up and and to know that that God is with us all no matter where we are. Yet still in our lives, there's just so many moments where we can find ourselves sometimes saying, where is God or why did this happen? Or we can just see all that's going on around in the world and we can be hearing everything so close at hand, close to our heart. And I admit that sometimes I just want to disconnect because sometimes it just seems too much. Does anyone else understand that feeling? It's easy to get to that place, but but the thing is that throughout this past month, as for some reason I've been more aware of I think the anxiety in our world increasing. The words of Psalm 85 have been meeting me. Ever since Kim um, came to me last month presenting Revive Us Again as something she had been led to for us to to look at and to, to pray over as a church this summer. Because when I looked at it and I realized it was a prayer, I realized I could pray those words. But but then something, as I kept looking at the verses, something started to click. And I realized that in the very structure of Psalm 85 is a guide for us of how to live and respond in the midst of anxiety and chaos and sometimes darkness and shadows and valleys. That Psalm 85 has for us a way to live and to rest upon God's firm foundation. Because how Psalm 85, how that prayer is structured It's about remembering God's faithfulness in the past, naming 
naming our present, but claiming our future. The opening three verses of Psalm 85 is about this community of believers standing together as a witness saying, this is who we know God to be. This is what our God has done in the past. That they as a community chose to stand and no matter what was going on at the present moment, they said, this is what our God has done in the past. This is how mighty our God is. That our God can shut the mouths of lions. That our God in the face of sin and brokenness chose not to go away from us. They chose to enter the story. And even though the things that they specifically mentioned didn't occur in their lifetime, they said, this is our God and what he has done for for the ancestors of our faith. That's our story too. They chose to remember together the faithfulness of God to his people. It is so important for us to name and remember God's faithfulness throughout generations. To remember that how God has been faithful to Daniel and Ruth and Naomi and Peter and Paul that that is a faithfulness, that that is a faithful God that we can claim. And we, each of us, as individuals, each of our families, and us as a church, we have to remember, we have to choose to enter the story and claim God's faithfulness, to claim these actions for ourselves. And to name it. But after they turn from remembering God's faithful acts of the past. And the next set of verses, starting at verse four, they are brutally honest in naming where they are in the present. I mean, they they name the fact that, that they feel like God has turned against them. Anyone ever felt like God has been silent? Like maybe something happens and you begin to wonder, is God angry at me? They're brutally honest. They are boldly honest in naming where they are in the present And where they need God, where they need God to be faithful in the present moment, in the midst of what they're going through. Sometimes we can withhold, we can withhold our true honesty. We can withhold our anger. But God can handle everything that we can throw at him. 
God wants a relationship with us. God can handle everything that we name, every place, every shadow that we need him to light up. Every void that we feel. Every moment of anger and question and doubt and fear. God can handle it when we choose to name it. We choose to name where we need him to be our faithful God. But the prayer doesn't end there. The prayer moves from from remembering how God has been faithful to his people throughout generations to naming where they need God in the present. And then it moves to claiming who God will be. It moves to claiming a future assurance in a God who will never abandon his children. That even though in the present moment that they may have felt that God had turned against them, that they may have felt God's silence or anger, that they rest assured in the promise of a God who will always be their father, of a God who ultimately will heal every bit of brokenness in the world. Of a God who keeps his promises. They claim these promises. They declare them. Even if they may not have felt them. They chose to name them. They chose to claim them for themselves wherever they were in the midst of any darkness or shadow. This may be our present, but because of our God, that is our future. We as Christians know the truth that ultimately that one day, As Revelation 21 says, that there will be no more death and brokenness and tears and pain. That one day that all of creation will bear witness to the glory of God in this world. And the psalm, those closing lines of claiming Claiming a future based on the assurance of a faithful God. It speaks of shalom. And sometimes we can think of shalom as just peace be with you. And it is. But shalom is also about wholeness. It's a wholeness that comes and a peace that comes from being in the presence of God. Ultimately, what shalom is, is about living a life centered in the presence of God. They claim and remind themselves in the ending of this psalm 
that shalom will come ultimately upon all of creation. But the thing is that shalom, that that peace, that wholeness, it doesn't, it isn't just a future promise. It can be for us in the present. Because the more I looked at the psalm, the more I, the more I was reminded of the power of remembering God's faithfulness and claiming his promises in the midst of anything being faced in the present. kept feeling a peace. Because the truth is that when we are able to name where we are, but then step back and name who God was and will always be, we're able to then stand in the present moment. And slowly start to remember his presence with us now. But the power of this psalm is that the more that we learn to claim God, to claim what he has done over generations, and to claim his promises in the future, we may feel anxiety and pain and fear and doubts in the moment. We may feel that the storm may be shaking us. But no matter what we're facing, when we're able to remember a God who is faithful across time, and a God who is with us now, His peace will come. We'll be able to live into his shalom. Our prayer this summer is revive us again. Revive us again so that we may rejoice in our God. But to experience revival, we first have to name where we need God to revive us in our lives. We have to be willing to name the places and the questions and to open ourselves up so that God may prove to us now that he is faithful. So in these closing moments of worship, as the worship team starts to make their way to the front, I want to invite us to begin to think about those places in our lives where we need revival, where we need to name spaces where we need God. 
The front is always open for prayer. And we're with family. So may we be willing to name in each of our lives and in our world where we need God to be who who we know him to be. Let us pray. Lord, sometimes it's hard to be honest. Sometimes we, we may think that we have to hold back our anger, that we have to hold back our questions, that we have to hold back the mistakes we've made. But Lord, you want all of us. You can handle anything. And you, you're a refuge, our Father. May this day, may every day, we be bold enough to come to you with every bit of ourselves, every place where we need you, where we need your light, where we need your peace, your comfort. Because Lord, we know that you aren't just a God of past actions or future hope, that you're a God of present comfort and peace. May we just lay bare ourselves so that you may step in to every place we need you. We trust in you this day and always. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.